rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what's up? Hi, I'm Tara Devlin. Welcome. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, and we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app and at GDPR Revolution 99 and iTunes, all the other places, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, where else? Everywhere. Everywhere you want to be. Um, okay, so just before we begin, this I'm a little bit in the, I'm crabby. Uh, I'm a little crabby. I mean, what else is new, right? It sucks living in fascist America. Um, I was going through the, just the week, the stories, everything that's going on, and it was really depressing me. But before I begin, and what else is depressing me is this, that I have to actually do this, that I have to ask for donations. I hate that. Um, if you guys like the show, whatever, uh, you believe in freedom and the liberal media that, I mean, you're looking at the liberal media. This is it. We don't have, uh, big moneyed interests to pour $6 million into our coffers to start like, like the right wing does. Like that's how they started Breitbart to start their propaganda mill. This is not propaganda. This, that, this is why we don't get funded by, by billionaires, because we are advocating for a society that works for all, that one that promotes the general welfare over the welfare of the corporate elite. This, that doesn't get funding. And, all right, well, let me just, before I begin, that's just saying that, because I'm thinking about the, the thing that really pisses me off. Another thing that pisses me off, besides everything else, is that the, for instance, during the Kavanaugh debacle, when you had Susan Collins get up there and say, from the beginning, uh, whatever, I'm not even going to imitate her voice, which is like a rake on a chalkboard to me, uh, especially when the words come out of her mouth. And uh, when she's saying, when she said how such uh, all the special interest funding uh, converged uh, uh, to block this nominee, what? Uh, first of all, that's not even true. What special interest? The special interest money was coming the, from the bullshit judicial crisis network, which was an organization created by right wingers to stop. For, uh, for first it was called the Judicial Confirmation Network, and then it was it transformed when Barack Obama became president into the Judicial Crisis Network because you can't have a democratically elected black person pick the, uh, pick the Supreme Court justices. You can't have him, somebody who was actually elected by the majority of the people, pick the uh, fulfill his constitutionally subscribed or ascribed, whatever the word is, uh, role by picking Supreme Court justices. So they need to pack the courts like Nazis do, like good fascists do, because what does it matter if you have, if you pass laws, if they put, they go shopping around the country, which is what they do, that for a, a plaintiff to find, who has standing, and then they fund these 
these flunkies to go to the highest uh, deliberately losing. That's what they deliberately try to lose so they can appeal and appeal and appeal until they get to the Supreme Court. And it's all, that's how they change the country from a democratic republic, a perfectly decent democratic republic that was trying to fulfill its, uh, the, the aspirational um, dictates in its founding documents the, into a fascist uh, oligarchy that has the veneer of democracy because Republicans hate democracy. And so anyway, they have, so when she's saying, oh, the special interest money came together to, against Judge Kavanaugh, um, no, they came together to, to run ads. I live here in New York. I don't know where the hell everybody else lives, but even here, they were running ads about how, what a decent man and that this, this, this is a witch hunt and, uh, don't let this, uh, I mean, and first of all, why would anybody, um, I mean, when they when they say oh George Soros, and then you had the the the, the filthy fascist Republicans uh, like um, Lindsey Graham and Chuck Grassley, the Crip Keeper, talking about how oh yeah, I do believe that uh, that it was George Soros funding because it's really it's scary, it's anti-Semitic. They have this it has a veneer of uh, you know the the Jewish conspiracy. Remember how the Jews are not going to replace them, right? And um, so they know that it's George Soros. What the hell is George Soros? He didn't giving to what? I uh, did anybody see an ad? Uh, or all I saw were ads uh, about how um, it was such uh, about all these women supposedly who weren't raped by Judge Kavanaugh. You know, I mean, I guess there's how many billions of people on the planet and. Uh, they, uh, not everybody was raped by him. So I guess that's good enough, right? So they, um, anyway, the fact is what, uh, to what end would these, these special interests fund, uh, you know, rally against Kavanaugh? This is what I'm, I'm thinking. So they can, um, pay their workers a living wage. So they have higher taxes Instead of so, so they have regulations where they have to consider the environment, and they just can't use America the Beautiful as a toilet for their corporate waste. Is that that's you know, the nefarious funding uh, for the special interests, the special interests that want to breathe clean air and want to vote without a filthy Republican standing in the way or kicking you off the voter rolls? Because you you have you f- didn't put a hyphen in your name, or instead, and uh, you know they have an exact match going on. Every little scam that they could come up with that now will get in front of this this uh, frat boy, this drunken ass political operative that has had his greed-centered clutches around the neck of democracy for generations. He's involved. Why didn't all that come up? That he was, that Kavanaugh was involved in Bush v. Gore. And also when they went down to uh, stop the vote vote count in Florida, he was involved with that too. So this is who he is. And, um, you know, and, that's, and they, they know, um, you know, fascists don't have any really good ideas. That's why Republicans are such filthy liars. 
and they're, they're, they hate democracy. They cannot um, they can't win elections squarely and fairly on the field of ideas. So they have to divide and conquer and you know, put and rig it. So they when you get to you know what does it matter if you pass a law if once it gets in front of their fascist courts that they have stuffed with their unqualified loyalists then, uh, you know, what is, they, they'll just deem it unconstitutional. They'll just pull it out of their ass. Oh, unconstitutional. It's, and then they wrap the Constitution or whatever around the veneer, you know, of legitimacy, around their, to legitimize their bullshit, their fascism. And in the meantime, the American people are, are we're out here fighting amongst each other like uh, morons over the scraps that, and, you know, as long as uh, I guess one of the one of the Trump supporters feel free because they can walk around a Walmart with a goddamn AK, whatever forty seven. So anyway, that, that 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 whole rant just um, it was really annoying me thinking about that uh, that bitch Collins and um, and the fact that I have to sit here and beg money or whatever and ask you guys to. Uh, you know, send in a send in twenty dollars, and I'll send you a window cling. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, Breitbart, Andrew, drunken Breitbart, may he burn in hell, rest in peace with the rest of his demons. I guess that's where he wants to be. But they, they, they don't have to try. You see, they they're not begging for for twenty dollars and sending you a window cling because they have the goddamn Mercer family. You know, to what end? Well, I wish there were special interests funding us so. What 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 the hell special special interests special interests who want to have democracy who want the the people to vote who want poor people to be able to vote you know and they just did this other thing I just I didn't I don't have it prepared because I just thought of it but um the in the court I think it was yeah it was Kavanaugh this week that they they voted uh because um that you need um. You need an actual address. So they were suing the um, – the so people were being sued about – it's more voter suppression. So, so some people don't have addresses. They don't have a house. They have P.O. boxes. And apparently Kavanaugh, you know, joined the, the Roberts uh, fascist right to prevent people from being able to register to vote who had a P.O. box. They, you know, of course, you need a legitimate address. This is what they're saying. Well, but poor people don't often have legitimate addresses, so they use P.O. boxes, and this is just another way to suppress the vote. So, because they, they don't think you are nothing but dirt to them. You're if you're not born on third base, if you didn't come up with some kind of scam like Amway, like or whatever, if you're not a greed-centered ghoul who was handed a trust fund and went to frat parties and tried to rape women or girls, right? Then you're, uh, you know, if you're not one of the boys, then you're nothing. You're dirt. You don't have a shot in their eyes. You don't count. You don't count. You know, I mean, look at Steve Mnuchin. That if that, if he does not look like a demon, like right out of a cartoon, if you could not draw a more greedy, greedy-looking bastard than him. If you, if somebody presented that as in a cartoon, they'd say that that's just too off the wall. And posing with the money, 
this guy's name is on our money and he's he brings his filthy greedy wife to pose with money that is that that's where we are now that it all it is is just money you know it's all if and anyway all right all right what the hell all right breathe breathe devlin breathe um is anybody even watching this thing that i'm doing that's the only thing that pisses me off. All right, so please uh, donate to this friggin' show. Thanks. I'll send you a window cling. I'll send you a bunch of them that says, well, obviously the midterms are coming. One says grab them by the midterms. That's going out the door. I will send you that anyway if you give me, if you send something in the next whatever. And I will also send you the keep calm and join the resistance. So I, <laughs> I should take my own advice, right? Keep calm. Whew. Maybe I need, I just need to paper that all over the walls here so I can relax a little. And just remind myself, that's what you need. You need like a touchstone to relax and just be like, keep calm. But how could you be a calm in fascist? I mean, really, this is what's going on. We are what witnessing the fascist takeover of America. And, and every week that I, um, I see that at least people are waking up. They're, they're, it's being discussed. They're saying, oh, this, this is authoritarian. Well, but that's, why do, why does, um, this, the thing that really pisses me off too, besides everything else with when I watch corporate media is there that the way they treat Twitler, like he's like a uh, legitimate, that he's not a traitor, like he's not a tax dodging, greedy sycophant of Putin. And he's not, um, and, like, pretending that he's fit. That he's fundamentally fit to run this country, but let's—that's just me. I think that it's almost like a national psychosis that we all have to pretend that we have somebody sitting in the Oval Office that is worthy. Because why? Because he received fewer votes. Because he got a bunch of racists and um, morons to who are so-called economically insecure to vote. For him, even though he received fewer votes, he gets to sit there and embarrass us on a daily basis and not only embarrass us, but use his position to enrich himself even further. That's all that they are in it for. Do not be confused. Never forget. They are there to enrich themselves. It's never enough for them. You see, it's like sick. They're sick people. Some people, they like to hoard newspapers or they, 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 they hoard animals, right? They have a show I've seen, uh, animal hoarding. That's, that's who they are. They're hoarding money because it's never enough for them. There is something fundamentally sick with somebody who thinks that they need $4 billion. What do you need that for? You cannot spend it. And it and is also... A, it's it's a it's a danger to the rest of us. It's it's really vile. So we need a we need a fundamental paradigm shift in this country. Uh, and honestly, if Donald Trump doesn't wake us up, we're it's the, nothing will. So we have a shot this midterm, and, and in spite of what they're doing they have to do what they what they're doing all their voter suppression we have to overwhelm it to the point where we overwhelm their dirty tricks there is no accident that i i created this website called republican dirty tricks there's there is no shortage of of things to write about and talk about 
It's. I wish they were. I wish we got we we came to a day where you know there was no. I I can't I can't find a Republican dirty trick anywhere to to talk about or write about. But that's in. The, see, that's what's wrong with them. There there's something not right in their hearts. In the in their they are the worst human beings. You see, we have the good good people, bad people, good sides, bad sides. Everybody is a a mixture of good and bad, right? But yeah, you try to be a to listen to your better angels. You don't go down the rabbit hole with uh, the with the morons. Uh, they're embarrassing. You, I mean, and I often think about um, future generations because I, I love history and I, I, I re, I've, um, you know, I read history and I, I just enjoy learning about lo- the lives of those who came before us because we're all the same. That's the other thing I think about. I try to remember and think about what I, what I would do if I, in similar circumstances and. Uh, Putting myself in, in in the in the shoes of the people in this time period or that, but uh, they, um, you know, there is the human heart hasn't changed. We are just it's uh, we're just in you know just night in twenty eighteen. So, but so there is a there's um, an ugly racist strain in a lot of people they don't they haven't um, evolved past it and usually if we were a sane society if we were a normal society you would have leaders and representatives that represent the better aspects of the human condition that bring out that 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 call for the best aspects of the human condition that's why we should do that as a community. When we get together, we don't get together to conspire to, uh, you know, commit crimes or dump our coal ash in streams, right? If you're, if we're normal, we get together to try to help each other and bring out the best in each other for for the betterment of all of us. Because ultimately, that's the other thing that is so misguided about Republicans is they don't get that if we. If we're in, we really are in this together, that it really does matter if uh, if the people in another county or another part of the country are suffering. Um, it's we're all suffering. We all suffer from it. If there's injustice anywhere, there we all suffer from it. There we're all vulnerable. So it, we really are in this together. So, all right, whatever. Please donate to the goddamn site be, so I can get some rest sometimes. Sometimes I, I want to give up, too. I do. What I want to do is I'll, I want to get my Irish citizenship because my grandparents were Irish. I say, I have the, I, I ordered their birth certificates because with the specific intent to register myself as a foreign birth, get my Irish citizenship, and get the F out of here. And, you know, I just might do that. Just, I mean, I'll probably just, I'll probably get the citizenship just to have it in case fascism really uh, knocks on my door. Uh, and I will flee the hell out of here and go live live in Ireland and look out on, on a goddamn cliff or something. Just sit there and be uh, be quiet for a minute. Maybe I'll have, uh, I'll have a normal, I don't know, maybe I'll just wake up and just be normal and, and be happy. 
I don't know what what does that mean? Who knows? But um, I won't look around and have to turn on the TV and or or any or the radio and listen to that filthy fascist pig mocking a, a victim of sexual assault and and turning the assaulter into the victim. That's the that's another hallmark of fascism. I hate to tell everybody that's what they do. They turn. It's always the fascists. It's the ones in power who are under assault, and they they adopt the mantle of the oppressed. Even in uh, in Nazi Germany, they they the the Nazis. Uh, of course, we've all heard of the Kristallnacht. They they charged the Jews to uh, for the cleanup of the riot and the, the the hundreds of people were murdered and 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 sh- property destroyed shops destroyed but they charged the Jews because they said they had started it you know just by being themselves just by being alive how dare they so trigger these little snowflake fascists like they did and that's this is what we're talking about because they I I swear to god the you know it we all know it um, you look at Donald Trump and his the, the the people who follow him and the rallies and all that. There is no doubt in my mind that get, under the right circumstances they'd be doing the same thing. They are the brown shirts. They are they would be the one kicking in the doors and and hustling people to the death camps. And there, I mean, they're still finding all over Europe if you just Google. Uh, mass graves or Jewish mass graves or Holocaust mass all over Europe whenever they have constructions or they they constantly find mass graves so they, this is that's the evidence of um, you know, the brutality the ca- that we are capable of as people as human beings and when you hear Donald Trump go off and vic- and talk about um, you know vilify, uh, immigrants, Mexicans, uh, Muslims. That that is the what the, what he's doing. He's setting up an us against them and dehumanizing a human beings that we we should not uh, that we should be kind to. Let's say uh, people who flee their homeland because of the failed state we helped create, and they come to the United States. Unfortunately, because. They're unfortunately for them that their their failed state borders are ours or whatever that it just so happens they have to there is no other place that they can go, you know they except to, to us. So uh, I guess uh, sucks to be them in that situation. If it was too bad, you know I guess they would wish they were bordering or capable of going getting to a normal a place where normal people are in control, but they, uh, you know, we should treat them with kindness and not separate them from their children or, but that's, that's how you go when you don't consider people human beings and the, and that's in, uh, that's what they're doing. When you hear the recordings of those who are watching the children or overseeing the children, I don't even know, they're not allowed to touch these children or whatever. And then they're they're mocking the kids. It's it makes me want to vomit. And because these are Americans, but it doesn't matter Americans, whatever. These are they're humans, and there's something wrong with them. 
And there is a certain segment of society where there people are fucked up. All right. So and uh, anyway, all right. That's what I was saying. Um, that all began because I was asking you to donate to the site. So please. Also, we have a store on the site. There's I'm wearing one of the shirts from the site, and it's made in America, American uh, apparel or whatever. So that's another way you can support the site. And I'm I'm not kidding because I we need it. Otherwise, I, you know, I'm going broke here. <laughs> I, it comes out of my pocket, whatever. And then I think, oh, well, what's the difference? I'm, you know, I'm going to be sleeping a long time anyway. You know what I mean? So you can't take it with you. So you might as well, I might as well use my whatever to fight fascism and do my part. That's what I think. I mean, this is the conversation that goes on. In my head, when I when I feel like giving up, and you know, when a week goes by, and because yeah, sometimes I think, what's the difference, right? If I know that some people watch the show and they listen to the show, I get emails, I get we have a we have regular people watching and listening, and regular contributors too, and I appreciate that, believe me. And uh, <clears throat> but I do feel like, well, you know what? Uh, it's just, it would be great if there was, uh, if we didn't have to do that, if we didn't have to beg, you know what I mean? It's annoying. All right. And I'll probably, like, put up a freaking Patreon page. There's other things. There's so many things that I have to do. I just don't have enough time in the day. That's the problem. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, so this week we had Twitler. Uh, what a disaster this whole week. That's the other thing. When tr- when Trump is out, he's always like, this is a disaster. This is a disgrace. Everything is a disaster and a disgrace, right? And it's very, very this or it's very, very that. And it's always the biggest and the most uh, strongest that he's ever seen, that no anybody's ever seen. Oh, my God. Um, when is enough enough? When will it end? Do we understand what's happening? I, I really want to, I want everybody to get it, to just be clear that there is a, a a criminal in the White House, somebody who committed treason, who is colluding with foreign dictators, not even foreign friends. I mean, well, yes, I guess with Israel, but they didn't want, um, apparently, for those who don't know, Israel was... Uh, creating fake accounts, and this is what they do. They they commit fake, um, what do you call it, fake Twitter accounts and fake social media accounts to influence Republican delegates during the Republican camp, during the campaign. So Twitter was, I mean, we knew it. We knew that they were, we were arguing with bots and fake ass friggin' so-called Trump supporters. And even now, there's, uh, and I suggest um, that people uh, there's different plugins for your browser. If you go on Twitter and you could, you could, uh, they, they could see the patterns in the bots and they, and, uh, you could see who's a bot and who's not. If you're, you're, you're arguing with a bot and they have the same answers and they will, and when you call them out as bots, they will always, Oh, that's, I'm not a bot, but they're all, uh, they are bots. There's, there's ways to tell. And, um, so that's, 
but that's how much Republicans hate this country, and that's how much Repu- that's how much Trump hates the the dumbasses who voted for him, the people who cheer him at the rallies. He needs their cheering, of course, because he's a he's sick, he's a narcissist. He needs that narcissistic supply, but he hates them. He laughs at them more than we laugh at them. I mean, I don't laugh. I laugh at them. I roll my eyes at them. I'm like, they're they're stupid. Because you're, when you're the willing dupe of a con man, I mean, it's, it's one thing to be duped by a con man. People get duped. They get tricked. They're trusting. But it's another thing to be the eager and willing dupe of a con man. And that, and who will go back for more. We're telling you, dumbasses, this guy's a con man. He, he's never made a legitimate buck in his life. Okay. He's not a, He's not a uh, successful businessman. He's not some kind of whiz who came up with a, a great idea and suddenly found himself rolling in dough. This is a grifter. He's a trust fund brat who never worked a goddamn day in his life. And he's exploited people his entire life. And in fact, there's, uh, well, the, the New York Times came out with an, with an expose. I guess it doesn't matter anymore if, the tr- if we have a president that is a tax-dodging, lying, treasonous traitor. Well, the same thing, right? Uh, I don't understand how that doesn't seem to matter. But there, there you go. That's how much Republicans hate this country. They don't even give a crap that the president, the so-called, his entire origin, origin story is a lie. And they not only did, this is what happened. All right, let me just explain quickly. They, according to the New York Times, and in fact, I, I do have a, a clip. There's a, there, there's a, um, there's a thing, a show on Showtime. It's called Trump and... Uh, the family business, something like that, Trump and taxes. That's how they, that's how he made his money. He, as a tax dodger, his father made money. His father was, because his father was another, uh, you know, real estate, whatever. His father actually did real estate in New York. So, and that's how he made his money. But he was also a, a cheap piece of, you know, you know, one of these, whatever. They don't, they don't like to pay their fair share, right? They don't care. They hate the little guy, right? So they they try to shake you down for as much money as as they can get out of you, you sucker, right? And uh, so, but Trump, because he's he's a he's got nothing going on in his head, and he's got no he's there's nothing about him that's special, except he's just immoral. He he'll he's willing and capable of of being a liar and a, a prolific liar. So. He, uh, they, they, him and his siblings figured out a, a way to siphon money from dad. That's what they did. So they created a company to, that would charge money, that would charge bills or whatever, uh, and send invoices, but they were completely inflated. And it was nothing but a way of taking money out of the father's business. So they didn't have to pay gift taxes because otherwise it would have been a gift from dad to the to the undeserving heirs uh you know they always talk about the undeserving poor here you have an entire family of undeserving rich grifters and they did it knowingly and willingly they and it was only four people or five people in this company was the it was the trump children and one of the cousins or something and they 
that's it was just set up to siphon money out of dad's pocket and the the worst part of it was that they they use these inflated invoices to in, to increase as justification to increase rent on the the poor suckers that happened to be living in their in their uh whatever the buildings that they owned and that's how much they hate you you see what i'm saying they they won't give you a break they they will lie they want to get as much of that social security check as much of that fixed income if you got to cut up your pill if you got to eat uh what do you call it uh, you know ramen noodles every day they don't give a shit you better pay sucker they they are living on you these are the parasites you know it's time to this is what i mean about a paradigm shift it's time they talk about people on welfare all these are takers the the, the takers are the ones suff, sucking and riding you to the bank so they have uh, they are latched on to you like greedy lampreys and they don't care that and they hate this country uh, I mean, they love uh, the. They love to pretend, you know, to be. The, they they will wear their made in China American flag lapel pins and sing teary eye renditions of America the Beautiful, and they'll talk about the our great veterans and our heroes, our first responders. But they're the first ones to run the other way in a disaster, and they're the first ones to step into that disaster when everything is clear and try to make a buck out of it because they that's who they are they they are how do they sleep at night right and but who's worse right the the the, the grifter or the idiots that think that this grifter has come to save them all right i i just pretty much explained that uh that clip let me see i, I don't know do i have it here Hold on a second. Boop, 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 bump. Uh, no, I can't find it. So, whatever. I just explained it anyway. We don't need to see it. It's from Showtime. They had a... And it was... Uh, it's just an, it's a half-hour documentary about the, the people that exposed um, Trump's tax fraud. And uh, explaining exactly what these these grifters did. But that's it. We have a grifter in the White House. Could you imagine? Okay. This is how much the Republicans hate this country. And it's just an evidence of how much they hate this country. If Barack Obama was a tax-dodging grifter, right? Instead, Barack Obama, what was he? He raised by a single mom went to schools on scholarship. Same with the, with Michelle, coming from uh, the projects and using their minds to rise themselves to the highest executive office in the land in this racist-ass country. And that guy this uh, is, is, is accused of being un-American, unpatriotic, when he is the very definition of the American dream of uh, that we would look up to you would say my god that's and uh, not this grifter not this trust fund tax dodging grifter the, who uh, you know oh this is thank god oh make america great again right 
Oh my God. Um, and it's really disturbing that uh, this is how far we've fallen. And it's we've we're here. It's not by accident. Um, it's taken a long time. Republicans have worked on this for a very long time. This has been a long time in the making. There, uh, it's with the Powell memo, which was this memo that Lewis Powell, who after the defeat of Goldwater, wrote to the I think it was the Chamber of Commerce about how the Republicans can take over this country. They they don't want a democracy. You see, for them, it gets in the way of business, and they can't make a buck unless they can rig the game in their favor. That's how much they suck, and that, which is how much they should not be in charge. You see, they don't have the mind to be in charge. They're they're out for themselves. They're not out for altruism. They're not really here to make the the uh the country work for all they don't want they don't care they don't care if we're out here fighting with each other the blacks against whites gays against straight they 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 will throw the idiots a bone they'll say oh you don't have to make a cake for some gay person or of course they'll say you know f word but they'll they that's they'll throw them that bone because they know that it causes more ugliness and dissension and in that environment that's great for them that's great hey that that's where they can really go to town and exploit and uh you know really line their pockets and they don't give a shit because they'll just go disappear behind the walls of their gated communities right and laugh at how easy it is and how stupid these morons are who cheer them and i can't handle it so uh all right i can't handle it i guess you just got to keep telling yourself, I can, I can handle it. You know how I'm going to handle it? I'm going to effing vote. This is, this is all we have. That's it. Now, I, they are pulling their dirty tricks. As we know right now, they're, right now uh, civil rights groups are suing the Georgia uh, Republican Brian Kemp because they're uh, in the midst of the uh, unprecedented voter registration because people hate Republicans, they want to get rid of them. You know, that's democracy. That's how that works. They don't want you in office. But they this is what Republicans do. They get in power and then they they try to lock the doors and bar the windows. Forget it. They you got to you you can't get them out of their office uh by by legitimate means. I mean, they they're going to do they're going to keep themselves in power by hook and by crook. Right, it's not about uh, pleasing the, your constituents and knocking on doors. What can I do to make the trains run on time here? No, it's about uh, let me get in here so I could siphon as much money as I can into my own pockets, and you can all go to hell. And they are, um, they are dragging us to hell. And all right, let me see. <sighs> Uh, this is from, well, this is the, from CNN, as we know, uh, the office of Secretary of State Brian Kemp, who is now running for governor in a hotly contested race with Democratic former state House Minority Leader Stacey Abrams, used the system from 2013 to 2016, but stopped in 2017 as a part of, wait, what am I reading? I'm reading the wrong section. Uh, 
A recent Associated Press report found that 53,000 people, nearly 70% of them African Americans, had their registrations placed in limbo because of some kind of mismatch with driver's license or Social Security information. Kemp, in a tweet, said, The 53,000 Georgians on our pending list can vote in the November 6th election. As the AP reports stoked national, a national firestorm, the Abrams campaign called for Kemp to resign. As the, I mean, how is this fox guarding the hen house? They, this is what they do, though. Do you think they have any shame? This guy will get a standing ovation at the next Republican National Convention. You believe that. Just like like they turned Kavanaugh into a victim. This, that's who they need. They need fascists. They need Nazis, right? And you think I'm being hyperbolic? That That's who they are. This is how it begins. I'm not being hyperbolic. They, they The beating heart of fascism is in every Republican chest. You better believe it. So when the when I hear and we've we've discussed this before when um because it's on it's it annoys me when they when I hear oh I don't want to violate Godwin's law I I I I'm, it triggers me it is a trigger yes because what is the point what do you mean God Godwin's law um yeah my my parents were alive when. Uh, Nazis were marching in the streets in in New York City uh, when they were uh, had a rally, the German American Bund. My grandparents were alive. I mean, and uh, now, right now in the country, we have Nazis marching in the street, and we have a president, a so-called president, calling them very fine people. So these people are yelling, "Jews will not replace us." And then we have, as we are trying to get rid of the statues of the traitors that that committed treason against this country, you have these same Nazis and their enablers like Trump, like Meghan McCain, who doesn't know what the hell she's talking about, crying about knocking down statues of of men who are imperfect and, and completely missing the point. And redefining what it what that what it means, what the whole point is, but that's what they do. They have to confuse things. They have to make everybody nuts, as if that this is why they don't want want us to have public education. They don't want us to have a common sense of history, a common story, you know. So they want they like it when you have one half of the country saying the Civil War. Oh no, that wasn't fought over slavery. That's a that was fought over economic freedom or whatever, and and I I have I've actually had this conversation with people up here. I had a an not an argument, whatever. A debate. And and uh, this person who I thought was knew better or whatever, she was saying how the Civil War was was really was about states' rights and it wasn't really about slavery. I'm like, where are you getting this information? You see, that's what they hear. People who that's they don't know that much, and they hear it and they repeat it because it, they think that it makes them sound smart, but they don't really know what the hell they're talking about. Of course, the Civil War was about slavery, and I was like, states' rights, the states' rights to do what? To have slaves? You even in the declarations of the, when these states separated from the United States, they. Uh, they said the even in uh what was it uh 
and what's his name? Alexander Stevens, who was the, v- the vice president of the Confederate States, said the entire Confederacy is built on the 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 knowledge or whatever. I'm just paraphrasing that the Negro is not equal to the white man. That's just remembering it from memory. But that, of course, it was from sla- and and even in in the different states' declaration, it said this is about slavery. We want to have slaves. We don't want to be equal. So the and we still have that 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 ignorance, that strain in the human heart, and we don't have leaders worthy the, of. Uh, of leading us into uh, our better natures, right? They're not doing that. That's how you know they suck. That's how you know they they hate this country because they want us divided. They want us fighting. So um, what was I going to say? Another thing that happened, I mean, right now, of course, what's so crazy is that there was a hurricane in Florida and the complete devastation and oh well, right? Um, Trump goes to a rally and where he's whining again about witch hunts and whining about Kavanaugh, the uh, cr- crying victim. Um, where when you have actual people who don't have any homes now, that's that's your job, mother effer. Your job is to help these mother effers down there, regardless. Of whether they voted for you or not. You know? Anyway. So, um, let's see. I want to... The other thing I want to talk about... I didn't get a guest this week because I was not in the mood. Sometimes I'm just not in the mood lately. I got to get in the mood to... I don't know, in the mood? To do what? In the mood for love. <laughs> I'm in the mood to get in the mood to really kick some ass, some Republican ass. I'm really sick of it. I want to live before I die, please, people, I want to live in a country that isn't fascist, all right? Is that too much to ask? To just have a nice, decent, democratic republic in all its faults and and failings, can we all at least try to get to the better, a better place, to bring out the best in each other, to leave nobody behind. I'm so sick of these these morons. See, they need to know they've always been there. They we they have we know that, but they need to know that they need to be embarrassed. They need to be embarrassed enough to shut the f up. And if they're really that racist, then go and go get help. Because it's a really sad way to go through life, to be so stupid, you know, and be so America-hating. I, I yes, I know we're built on racism, but we're we have come a long way. We're trying. Can we get back to trying, putting the people who are trying in charge, right? Not just ones who are dividing. And you, and it's like this entire country is being gaslit by a greed-centered ghoul. And there are some very sick people that are, of course, validating him. Uh, the The whole thing with Kanye West going to the White House. What a what an embarrassment! Could you imagine if Barack Obama had Jay Z in the White House, letting out f bombs? They were so 
they was they were getting the vapors when the uh when Jay Z I think did said something about Hillary or open for Hillary open for Hillary. Like she's in a band, but uh, where they introduced her and they were so shocked, I tell you, shocked. Oh, and how about when they were shocked when Obama put his feet on the desk, right? And then you had uh, Kellyanne Conway up there, you know, with her just disrespectful, sitting there with uh, on her feet, with her on her feet on the couch. Would she do that with? Uh, I, I mean, it was. I think they were meeting with African American leaders. It just seems so disrespectful. She thinks, oh yeah, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. These people, these aren't real people. They're not, they're not Saudi billionaires, right? Would you sit there with the Saudis and do that? I wonder, I doubt it, right? And so Kanye West goes to the White House and he's spewing and it's like Donald Trump's black friend. Uh, This is why Republicans, they have their human shields. They love to use their dupes and their tokens as human shields to human shields for the bigotry, for their ignorance, for, so they have any, anybody black. It's like, Hey, look, even Bush during George Bush. I remember they said when he was like, well, when somebody calls me racist, I just say, well, look, look, there's Condi Rice. How can I be racist? Right. But, um, even there are now because of freedom of, of information act, they, we've, we've, discovered during the civil rights era and uh and, and all throughout our history there were well in the I'm speaking specifically about the the there was a black man that was working with the the FBI against the against Martin Luther King giving um and working with the KKK to suppress civil rights I and mean, you could oh there's always somebody that will go against, you know, the group for that, whatever, that, that pat on the head by their oppressors. That's how sick people are. I mean, we go, there are millions of examples of people turning on their, themselves, on each other, on the, on their own kind, uh, the, like the Sonder commandos in the, in the Holocaust, they were the ones that said, hey, don't worry about it. This is only a shower. And they knew they were killing. They helped the Nazis usher their victims into the gas chambers uh, for a little bit of comfort. They got their own little quarters. They would get alcohol. They were. And at the end of 90 days, guess who got ushered into the into the showers? And that's what happened. They you know, and a new crop would come in. <sighs> God damn it, people. If people would just listen to me, we'd be okay. We'd all be okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, the uh, and I guess, all right, what was I going to say? Watching Kanye West have this meltdown and spewing the same racist tropes. Talking about welfare, uh, Democrats bribing people with welfare, that that always irritates me. Be, I mean, I like everything else because that's just that is the same old racist trope that has been used forever. That racist trope that black people need to be 
controlled. They need to be taught the dignity of work, right? So it, back when they were they were slaves, they were the white daddies were doing them a favor by giving them direction and and lording over them because they just wouldn't know what to do with themselves, right? And so it's the same thing with when they talk about the Democratic Party. That whole line that Democrats are bribing black people with welfare is such, first of all, it's bullshit because statistically there are more white people on welfare, but whatever. They don't let facts get into, get in the way of a good racist trope, right? But it's it's as as if black people don't want to work, that they're just so lazy that you could just be like, hey, you know what? Here's some welfare. All right. Yeah. Let me sit home and do nothing now. Right. Like not most people want to contribute. They want to have uh, a life that's, that's has value and you know, you to, that you, that they actualize their themselves and their potential. It's, it's such an insult to say that they're, they're so easily led that they're, that black people are just, they're so easily manipulated by giving welfare. Meanwhile, what is welfare? Um, who gets the most welfare? Those at the top. If there's somebody that really needs uh, to be taught the dignity of work, it's goddamn Donald Trump Jr. Uh, and, and all the rest of the Trump crime family. They all need to know the dignity of work. Put Ivanka in one of her effing sweatshops for a day and a half. She wouldn't last an hour. So, uh, uh, when they start, and that's the other thing that why, why don't, why doesn't the corporate media mouthpieces, why do they not ever bring that up? This whole, the, when, when Republicans peddle their bullshit, the, it's, why do we have to continue to endure it? Uh, They don't shut them down. It's like, and then it gets into the, into the public, uh, consciousness. It's like there just the other day, um, the, in the morning when I was getting ready, they, the, uh, what's her face? Who annoys me? Stephanie rule. She had somebody on that day and they were talking about the stock market and the stock market was falling and how, um, the well uh businesses and then she had some rec- republican bitch on there and she was talking about how businesses need they're they're happy because of the deregulation is creating all these jobs and creating and then that is such bullshit deregulation does not create jobs and in fact it's you can argue in the uh, in the the other way because what happens when when you have deregulate i mean somebody's going to clean up their mess so they create jobs because they're able to pour their shit into our streams without or they're able to uh run an unsafe factory or whatever the hell they want to do or just uh, uh i mean ultimately we pay the price for that anyway so there's, they're just full of shit. And if you can't make a buck with, uh, without having an unsafe workplace or without, um, containing your filthy waste, your toilet, your waste, your, uh, you know, without, if you have to use America the Beautiful as a toilet, then you shouldn't be in business there. And we used to understand this and we used to have leaders and presidents that understood that. 
like FDR, I'm thinking of in spe- specifically, that said, he said something like, you know, you shouldn't, if you can't work, if you can't have a business without treating your workers fairly and paying a living wage, you shouldn't have a business. Like, go somewhere else. That's, and, all right, all right, relax. Because I'm looking at the time. It's almost time for the break. And, but it's only like, what time is it? We have like three minutes to the break. So during the break, I want to, I, I actually uh, grabbed a clip from Democracy Now! Because uh, Amy Goodman had a, an author on, what's his name? Jason something or other. I can't remember his last name. But it's in the, it's in the lower third. But he, he wrote a book, How Propaganda Works. And, he, and he's talking, this is a very interesting interview. And, he, and he's comparing, basically sounding the alarm about American fascism. So it's, n- it's not a drill. That's the thing. Uh, I wrote an article last week about how Christopher Browning, who is a historian of World War II, who, how he, after the Kavanaugh debacle, called Mitch McConnell the grave digger of American democracy. How the early 30s, Germany had their uh, von Hindenburg. America in 2018 has Mitch McConnell paving the way. How they manipulate and how they bend the rules. There's, they have no ethics how they allow fascism to take hold under the veneer of legal legitimacy. And that's, that's who the, when we watched the Kavanaugh hearings and that sham FBI investigation, do you think that future generations are going to look back and say, well, of course, um, Kavanaugh was found innocent because they did an investigation and nothing was corroborated. Bullshit. They're going to look back and say, then the Republicans put on a show for their dupes and push this corporate flunky into the highest court on the land and thereby destroyed democracy once and for all, once and for all. And, you know, the, the end of the story is yet to be written, really. Uh, I think we'll, we'll have a pretty big chapter in that story in about 20-something days. Uh, and which way it'll go, who knows? Who knows? I hope. I, I know that people are motivated, but I also know that this country is uh, filled with a bunch of morons, too. So... And that it's been gerrymandered so drastically that there, in some places, there just isn't an, uh, a window where anybody can slip through, anybody normal. And the other thing is, well, I'll talk about this after. Um, Republicans, what the hell? Uh, the normal, the average Joe Republicans, why are you voting Republican? So what do you get out of a Kavanaugh? Uh, you get some liberal tears. We're crying for you too, idiot. You're the ones who are going to suffer too. You're the ones who will be treated like dirt by the oligarchs. You think they're going to, they care? You'll, this country, if, when they finally put the last nail in the coffin, this country, the working class of this country is going to look like Bangladesh. That is where they're going. That's what they want. 
They don't want you. There'll be no unions, you, uh, no retirement security, nothing. There'll be no social safety net, but you'll have Jesus. And you won't have, and you won't have any, you won't have to make a gay cake. So you'll be free, right? All right. Guys, I'm going to take a break. It's going to be about nine minutes. So we're going to have the Democracy Now! clip. I hope you guys watch it. It's really informative. And then we'll have Labor History in Two with Rick Smith. And I'll see you in about nine minutes. My name is Tara Devlin. Go buy some shirts, mugs at the RDT Daily Store. Donate. I will give you a window playing and my undying gratitude. All right. I'll see you in a few. Hold on. Well, we have a global ultranationalist far-right movement. Wait a minute. That's the wrong one. Here it is. Hold on. Well, we have a global ultranationalist far-right movement crossing many countries, Bolsonaro in Brazil, we've just seen, and they feed off each other. So I think right now it's very important to make people aware of the features of fascism, the historical features, and to alert people to the fact that the United States has always been vulnerable to this kind of politics. Well, explain what fascism, define what it means for you. So fascism is an ideology based on power. Liberal democracy is based on liberty and equality. Liberty and equality require truth, because you need truth to speak truth to power. And a free, a, if, if you're lied to, you're not free. No one thinks the people of North Korea are free. They've been lied to. So if you're going to attack liberal democracy you're, and replace it with power, you need to smash truth. So fascism is an ideology based on power and loyalty. It, uh, it, it creates, it's based on hyper-nationalism, so one group, loyalty to one group, and one person, the leader, represents that group. It's hyper-masculine and hyper-patriarchal. You talk about the ten pillars of fascism. What are they? The ten pillars of fascism are, number one, a mythic past, a great mythic past to which the leader hearkens back. Number two, propaganda. There's a certain kind of uh, fascist propaganda uh, where everything is inverted. The news is the fake news. Uh, Anti-corruption is corruption. Uh, so, uh, so three, uh, anti-intellectualism, uh, as Steve Bannon said, it's, uh, emotion, rage gets people to the polls. We got elected on lock her up and build the wall. Uh, Hitler and Mein Kampf says, you want your propaganda to appeal to the most, to the least educated people. Number four, unreality. You have to smash truth. So, a reason gets replaced by conspiracy theories. Uh, I first started writing, got out of my academic shell in 2011 when I wrote a piece about birtherism, because I saw conspiracy theories coming, and that's a deeply concerning t- t- sign. Unreality. So uh, you, you, you smash every smash truth, so all that remains is loyalty. Uh, hierarchy. Uh, in fascist politics, the dominant group uh, is, uh, is 
is better than everyone else. They were they were like the loyal, the, the great people in the past uh, who deserve respect just for being them. Victimhood. In fascism, the dominant group are the greatest victims. The men are the greatest victims of encroaching feminism. Uh, whites are the greatest victims uh, of blacks. Germans are the greatest victims mm. of Jews. Law and order. What are they victims of? They're victims of the outgroup who are criminals. What, uh, what kind of criminals are there? They're rapists, sexual anxiety. Uh, pillar nine uh, uh, is uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. The real values come from the heartland. Uh, the people in the city are decadent. And pillar 10 is Arbeit macht frei. Uh, work shall make you free. The outgroup is lazy. They're not just criminals. They're lazy. And, uh, and social Darwinism, it's all about winning. So... Well, I want to turn to one of the features of fascism, as you identify it, this uh, unreality. Uh, Trump uh, was speaking earlier this year, uh, and he took aim at the media, as indeed he has multiple times, using a phrase that prompted comparisons with George Orwell's dystopian novel, 1984. Just remember, what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. So we have to make our country truly great again. Remember? Make America great again. And then in two and a half years, it's called Keep America Great. So that's Trump speaking earlier this year. And just uh, to say that George Orwell's line reads, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. So can you talk about this particular feature of uh, fascism as you see it in the U.S. under Trump? Yeah, you have Trump is very clear that uh, that loyalty to him is the only guide. Reality is, of course, the greatest threat to fascism, because fascism is based on power and reality is a way of responding to power. You say it's just false. So you have to make everyone destabilized, not connected to the truth, and you have to represent yourself as reality. And you have to show that you're stronger than reality, because fascism is about machismo and power. You are the son of Holocaust survivors. How does that weigh in to your scholarly work and what you're seeing now? And whether you believe uh, you can talk about the United States in this way right now? Well, uh, I remember when, my, when I talked to my father about being the son of a Holocaust survivor, and he read me James Baldwin's 1968 piece, uh, uh, The Negro, Negroes Are Anti-Semitic Because They're Anti-White. And he said—and one of the lines in it, he uh, it was— uh, was, you think you're more connected to us because of our shared history of oppression? We're more angry at you because of our shared history of oppression, because we know you're glad not to be us. So because of my background, my mother worked in Manhattan criminal court for 33 years. I knew that the United States was replicating features of Nazi Germany and Eastern Europe with respect to its black population. So I was raised with an understanding of mass racialized mass incarceration. I lived through it. I've been, we're still living through it. Nine percent of the world's prison population is black American. So I have been continually— Nine percent of the world's, world's prison population comes from that tiny group of 38 million people. Uh, if the nation of black America—if uh, the, if the nation of black America was its own country, it should be the third largest nation on Earth. And that's an emergency. So we came in. We've long had this fake news directed against our black population. And 
it's completely unsurprising that someone came and then said, hey, you're used to fake news being directed against this population. Let's just generalize it and direct it against everyone. So what are the antecedents to Trump in America you say there are? The we have about 30 seconds. The antecedents to Trump are... Uh, are, well, the KKK, obviously, the 1930s, Amer the America First movement uh, is an antecedent to Trump. He, he, he references it. Uh, and throughout, look, the, Nixon is an antecedent to Trump. He ran a harsh law and order campaign in 1968. Uh, he slashed social spending to increase crime. Uh, so, uh, so Nixon is a good. I'm Rick Smith. And this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1990. That was the day that President George H.W. Bush signed the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act. Worker safety at the Nevada nuclear test site had been sacrificed during the Cold War era as the United States rushed to keep pace with the Soviet Union's nuclear arsenal. The result was an increase in cancers, including leukemia, from workers being exposed to deadly radiation. For more than a decade, these workers tried to get Congress to pass legislation for compensation for radiation sickness. Uranium miners from states including Nevada, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Wyoming also joined the effort, filing a suit against the government. The courts ruled against the workers, ruling that national security needs trumped the safety of workers. Democratic Representative Wayne Owens from Utah sponsored a bill to give the workers compensation. In a statement carried by the New York Times, Representative Owens called the bill, quote, an apology to those people and their heirs on behalf of the government and the American people that were subjected and sacrificed for the Cold War nuclear weapons. President Bush explained the scope of the act at the signing ceremony, saying, quote, the bill provides compassionate payments to persons with specified diseases who fear that their health was harmed because of the fallout from atmospheric atomic testing at the Nevada test site. Regardless of whether causation can be scientifically established, the bill entitles each person meeting specific criteria to a payment of $50,000. Uranium miners meeting separate criteria will be entitled to compassionate payments in the amount of $100,000. The bill established a $100 million fund for the workers and residents who lived downwind of the Nevada test site. All right, welcome back. My name is Tara Devlin. Let me see. Let me put that up, that lower third. You guys can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. And also, please donate to the show. I know it's annoying to say it, but I hate it. And I hate doing it. Let's put it that way. And then buy some shirts, buy some mugs at the store. That will help us, too. That will help us grow. And also, if you guys, if you have an idea of a shirt or a mug or something that you'd like to see, uh, tweet tweet it at me, and we'll see what we can do. All right. And what else? Okay. That's it. Just donate. Uh, please, the other thing is um, you can uh, give us a review at iTunes. That helps. And share the show with your friends. And that's, you know, you can really help us grow if you're, 
if you're interested. I hope you are. I I know that the show is growing. I appreciate that. And there's a regular crew of people that come here every Saturday evening and that hang out live from 6 to 8 p.m. And it's, it means a lot to me. So I thank you for doing that. And also, uh, you know, we are replayed on Progressive Voices starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern or any time on the Progressive Voices app or GDPR Revolution 99, which is another great progressive independent radio station with, in, with, with uh, original content. So check it out. All right, guys? All right. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was this, the, the journalist that got murdered. Let's just say allegedly murdered the guy they're, they're saying he's, he's, he's dead. He's, uh, which is horrible that you're especially uh, for him, his, his fiance, they, that, but this is, this is where we are just like the, in the clip from democracy. Now the, the authoritarian wave that is sweeping over this earth. Don't you think that when you have a president of the United States, we used to have a moral high ground, even though we're, we're, we're unabashed hypocrites, of course, but there was something to be said about us at least trying to be the, uh, the, the, the protector of freedom and democracy that when we did business with other countries that were failing or whatever in human rights, that there would be conditions and they weren't just financial conditions. There were conditions that were based on the way they were, they treated their citizens uh, in regard to freedom and human rights. Now, that doesn't matter. See, the Chinese the, and the Russians, they go all over the globe. They don't give a crap how people are treated, whatever, how. But that, that was the American stance. We had a sort of, uh, that, that was our wheelhouse where, I mean, and that was something that, that I would consider and consider a point of pride. Don't you? Don't you want to be the good guys on the right side of history? rather than the, the 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 nazis that who don't care but according to donald trump what does it matter if you're making money right so this this is what really made me sick besides everything else uh we see a pattern here today was trump when they were so uh, this this uh journalist jamal khashoggi was lord to the turkish Saudi consulate, so in Turkey, the Saudi consulate in Turkey, and was allegedly, but most definitely, murdered and apparently dismembered. He was a 15, the, the, the Turkish people have, uh, they have audio recordings, they, they know, they have the flight manifests of the 15 murderers that were sent here, sent to Turkey from Saudi Arabia to carry out a hit. And if that doesn't show you why journalism and why why the why the press is enshrined in our founding documents in the first uh, amendment, then I don't know what does because they put their lives on the line. Those are the patriots. These they are the heroes, the ones who stand up to the authoritarians, the uh, like Trump and his and those that he admires. 
Trump doesn't admire the democratic countries. He thinks they're weak and annoying. He likes, he wants to kill journalists. And I, don't be surprised. This is what always concerns me when I start, I, I do think of this. I think what will happen when our uh, journalists start disappearing, right? What does, it, it, I mean, it, there are no consequences. Now, yes, this, he is one of ours. He is, of course, Trump, who's trying to wiggle out of having to having any part of it. Oh, he is, he's not a he's not a citizen. Oh, a permanent resident. Oh, oh. let me just play what he said, because uh, he he, he let it let it be known clearly that this the murder, the Khashoggi's murder. Well, he didn't say murder. They said case will not stop this so-called $110 billion Saudi-U.S. arms deal. So let's deal more death on the, on, the, on the death of this journalist. So let's just hear Twitler. I would not be in favor of stopping a country from spending $110 billion, which is an all-time record, and letting Russia have that money and letting China have that money, because all they're going to do is say, that's okay. We don't have to buy it from Boeing. We don't have to buy it from Lockheed. We don't have to buy it from Raytheon and all these great companies. We'll buy it from Russia. We'll buy it from China. So what good does that do us? There are other things we can do. Khashoggi is not a United States citizen. Is that right? Or is that right? It's a permanent resident. Okay. We don't like it, John. We don't like it, and we don't like it even a little bit. But as to whether or not we should stop $110 billion from being spent in this country, knowing they have four or five alternatives, two very good alternatives, that would not be acceptable to me. Okay, but we're looking for the answer, and I think probably you'll have an answer sooner than people think. What a, what a, what a pig. I don't even want to say pig, as you know. I like pigs. Uh, the... What a disgrace. I know Donald Trump likes to use that word enough. He, it's projection because he is a disgrace to this country, to humanity, to the dreams of our founders, to every dead young person who lies in Arlington National Cemetery or everyone who lies in foreign cemeteries who gave their life their last measure of devotion, fighting fascism and authoritarian, the brutal dictator. Could you imagine what Trump would have done if, with Hitler? He would have been just like Prescott Bush, George Bush's grandpappy. He, of course, would have been right in bed with, with, the, with the Nazis, funding the Nazi war machine. They loved that. They... Prescott Bush was brought up on charges of trading with the enemy. You know, of course, it doesn't matter. Different rules. Different, and in a different time, I guess maybe if he wasn't wealthy, he would have been shot. But, you know, who knows? It's only, it's a, the unholy dollar takes precedent. If you have money, you, you don't, there's no consequences. That, the, imagine how many people, American citizens, died because Prescott Bush traded with the enemy, funded the Nazi war machine. But, you know, who's to tell? Who's to know, right? And what does it matter? We, we have a literal traitor in the White House right now. Uh, so 
he doesn't he he's been instructed to say he doesn't like it just even a little bit but he that is bullshit he it, he's con- inconvenienced by it he now do do we have any standards left do we have anything to be proud of what what makes these morons who cheer him at rallies proud that they're sending um a contingent to this to this to, to this conference that they're having of course steve mnuchin this this bloody they might as well they're basically having this conference it doesn't matter over oh, this this guy's dead body uh so Steve Mnuchin is going to um, Saudi Arabia for, let me just find this article. Where the hell is it? And they, right off the bat, he says, it doesn't, it's, gonna, it's not going to stop them because, from, it's not going to stop them from selling arms. So let's make more death over this journalist's death. Why wouldn't it stop? And so the, let the Russians sell them arms. Let another country sell it to them. We, we, that's all we can do, though, right? That's all we do in this in this world nowadays is sell uh, means of destruction. Do we have any? Is, is there any low too low in Twitler's America? You know, I mean, that's what I when I see that, and I think that. Uh, do these Republicans have any, do they, do they really have any, uh, shame? The ones who cheer him, but they don't care because, you know, the guy's name is Khashoggi. He's not an American, right? So he doesn't count, but that it goes to show you who, uh, who is really putting their neck on the line in this world. While the, the Trumps and the Kushners and the, uh, you know, the King, they get to they get to murder. I mean, they're living in a different universe. Obviously, you think they're getting together now. Apparently, um, what's his face, um, Kushner? You know, is real real close buds with this uh, Saudi crown prince, and they uh, and apparently the crown prince boasted that. He has Kushner in his pocket. I do not doubt it. Why does Jared Kushner have a security clearance? And and it's been said that Kushner gave this uh, this this butcher all uh, you know, American intelligence so he can carry out his purges. Who to find out who was loyal who to him? What the hell? What world are we living in? We uh, we we are literally living in a world where Americans are helping the fascists right out there in the open for money. That's all that matters for money. So we could sell more weapons of, and it's not for us. It's for them because they're in bed with the Saudis. It's the Trump crime family that is making money here. You see, that's why not only can we not see Trump's tax returns because he's a crook who never earned a legitimate buck in his life, but because there it would all be revealed just how deep this rabbit hole goes with the with the worst of the worst all over the globe. There's nothing to be proud of here, you stupid Trump supporters, the ones who say you stumbled on the site and want to call me a dyke. Uh, good, fine. Uh, there, you you should be ashamed of yourself that this is who you're protecting. The worst of the worst. 
the people who kill those that are really looking out for you. That they they murdered this guy. They lured him into an embassy and tortured him and dismembered him. And now Steve Mnuchin is flying over to meet with uh, with them because you know they got to make some money. I guess Mnuchin wants to pose with the money. Maybe he can he can go to the uh, wherever they keep their money and he can pose with his bitch wife uh, on top of a a stack of bloody uh, millions. It's so gross. Let's see, uh, in the Atlantic, Trump Mnuchin supports Saudi Arabia despite Khashoggi. GOP lawmakers call on Mnuchin to cancel the trip. Yeah, whatever. There's some, I mean, the Republicans, they call on, what do they, they, why don't they do something, right? Why don't they pull the funding for Mnuchin to fly? I don't know. It's such an embarrassment, so in the Atlantic, there's an article, the end of American lip service to human rights. It's that, that's it, right? Uh, we're all in danger now. If any one of us can walk into an embassy anywhere in the world and get kidnapped, tortured, murdered, and dismembered, and they're going to go on like business as usual, and Trump and Kushner, and Kushner is going to get on the phone with his bud and lip, and, uh, you know, loose lips sink ships, and he's going to give this guy intelligence why wouldn't they warn him? Why wouldn't they warn Khashoggi that they, uh, apparently Trump, they said that they, they didn't have, uh, you know, it wasn't their place or something. I don't know the whole, that, uh, but it's, uh, that's, it says to all of us that we are all in, uh, expendable. We're all in danger. We, there is, they, the American um, government doesn't have the high ground anymore. Do we have anything to be proud of? There's nothing. It's so vile and chilling and disturbing and ugly. And Trump just wants it to go away. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it one bit. Bullshit. He, what, what does it mean when he gets up there and starts saying that the press are the enemy of the people? That, that allows the dictators like Putin, like the Saudi fucking prince, the king, what kind of we're we're living in a world with these king get get out of here king oh my god and what does it matter with human rights anyway we don't we don't care right uh, that uh women are nothing they're they have they're basically literally symbolically uh, annihilated by be, walking around in uh potato sacks with slits which pisses me off so Anyway, yeah, but it's okay because um, Trump and Kushner, they're going to they're gonna make a buck. So when you think that when Kushner was, had his sleepover with MBS or whatever, that they were discussing uh, making the world safe for democracy? Or do you think they were discussing how they, who they could kill and how they could generate more wealth? and concentrate more power in the hands of a few on the backs of the idiots of the morons who cheer and okay um so when when we talk about fascism coming to america it is here it is here and we, and it's up to us to understand uh that we have an obligation to those who 
fought and died to prevent it, to prevent fascism from sweeping across Europe, to we have an obligation to those people to stop it in its tracks right here and get it back. We need to get these morons out of office and and shore up democracy that it works and functions without the the greedy grifters bribing slipping legal bribes to our so-called representatives so um make america great isn't it time we made america great again by uh getting money out of politics by leaving no one behind, by actually valuing the the promises of of our founding documents, the the declarations that we made that the that democracy depends on a free and independent press, that you that uh, this chilling murder of a journalist needs consequences. What what does it uh, what does it say? that Mnuchin is going to go over and just go on and have, uh, you know, it's all about business. I'm not, I don't want them to spend money with the Russians. That, and it's not even real. That's the other thing. Apparently, this is, it was this deal that was made with Obama that was more like um, a declaration of intention, but it's not set in stone. But so there's really nothing happening it's, there's not really uh, this $110 billion deal. And you could tell the way Trump talks about it. I, I tell you what, I'm uh, uh, there's $110 billion. Like, I mean, what, what does it matter when you lose your soul? How much money does it cost? Like, is that who we are? This is it. That's, that's all we are. As long as you can make a buck, everyone be damned. And that's the Republican Party in a nutshell. So one thing I wanted to play, too, which um, I saw this week, you know, Republicans are going after health care again, of course. While they and and Trump wrote an article, which, well, he didn't write it. Of course, it was nothing. It was a press release that was uh, made by whoever in the White House who knows how to spell or well, they don't know how to spell. That's what am I talking about? They they really don't. Um, they, but they uh, somebody wrote a press release that was sent to the the USA Today, and USA Today decided some st- stupid editor, some Trump pansy editor, said, uh, "Let's put Trump's name on it." Trump's uh, they called the White House Trump, and they gave it the okay. And every line in uh, in the piece was was a lie. So anyway, and they're coming after because they know that the majority of Americans are sick of this for profit profit health care system. And because Democrats fought Republicans and they were successful in getting some regulation into this health insurance, this this health insurance racket. That, and that's all it is, is a racket. There is no reason we should have for profit ghouls standing in the way of our our healthcare that's all they do is skim 20% off the top they used to skim more until the ACA regulated them and th- that's the other thing my uh i was i was at my uncle's birthday party and my cousin said oh i'm on obamacare so my insurance sucks or whatever and yeah obama it, it's it, obamacare is not an insurance okay 
there are different providers. Many of the large providers don't want to participate in the individual market because they want to make more money. They want to be able to deny you care. They want to limit so that they'll go to large companies and whatnot. And that's, that's who they will sell their, their insurance to. They don't want to be in the individual market because as the way that the Republicans have screwed with the market, they, because they, they, they made uh, Medicare, they, they did not expand Medicare in many states, and they've now made the mandate a, uh, and they've taken away the mandate, they're, the, the people in the individual market are sicker. So those are people that definitely want insurance. Younger people don't feel like they need it because they're invulnerable, but the, everyone will find out eventually that we are finite beings, that something's going to get you eventually, and which is why you need a larger risk pool. And the largest risk pool we can have is everybody in, nobody out, called Medicare for all, but whatever. So, but the majority of people, even the dumbass Republicans who fought and voted for Twitler and fought and voted for Republicans and fought tooth and nail, they like knowing that they can't get kicked off of insurance because of pre-existing conditions. But that was that was the law of the land for forever. And Republicans fought that tooth and nail, and now they're setting themselves up as the protector, just like they fought Social Security tooth and nail, and now they're pretending they want to save it. And Medicare, the same thing. They are they're pretending they want to save pre-existing conditions. They're they're full of shit. As they as they take away the mandate, what, that's the thing that ensures that you you can be protected. Uh, if you, of course, this is all dependent on a, on a market that puts profit over the life of of uh, of of we the people, right? You know, these pro-life Republicans, they love babies, they love life, but they, you know, oh, well, sucker, you're on your own. And they're, they, they're so stupid because Medicare for all, everybody in, nobody out, is actually cheaper. So they want to spend more for less. They want the United States to have the worst health care in the developed world, you know, as long as D Big Daddy Autocrat tells them it's the best, it doesn't matter what the fucking facts are, they'll tell them, oh, we have the best healthcare in the world, even though we have the worst, measurably, right, the worst, the measurably worst, most expensive healthcare in the world, and not everybody's covered, so, and then we have this piecemeal bullshit where somebody gets this and somebody gets that, it's such, it is such the recipe for division, that's the other thing that I can't stand, the, everybody in, nobody out, creates a community it's sort of like another another reason the republicans hate they hate the post office right for one one reason is because it's the largest unionized workforce another reason is what i think is that it's the post office connects us all the post office they even deliver mail in the the uh bottom of the grand canyon there's a an indian tribe that lives down there and they, it's not profitable. You see, with FedEx and UPS and all that, they won't go. They won't go down there because it doesn't, it doesn't make them bucks, right? 
So they send the they give the the UPS people the the UP the United States Post Office people their packages and they they take it down. So because the post office connects every community in this country. So we I could for forty cents I could send a letter down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon for uh, you know and uh, that's. That's because we're, you know, that's part of civilization. We're in it together. It's, we can communicate. That human beings are communicators. We're storytellers. We want to connect. We want to be seen. That we want to be valued. It's in our human heart. And we are interdependent, interconnected. We want to reach out to each other. Uh, but that's why I think Republicans hate the post office. On top of the unionized part... They hate it because it creates that community in America that Republicans hate. They don't want us all to be connected and together. They want us divided. And they want some people to have insurance and some people not. Some people to be able to have access to health care, life-saving care. The others, oh, well, you better love Jesus. So... Now, I saw this clip that uh, really pissed me off, and uh, let, me, let me just play it, and then we could discuss it. And maybe you could, you could guess why it irritated me. We're actually standing here in Lebanon, which is one of the reddest districts in the state. But the voters we spoke to said they didn't realize health care was this big of an issue until something happened to them. We spoke to one woman yesterday, Colleen Bowman. She has a 14-year-old daughter who was diagnosed with cancer seven years ago. And ever since then, she's been fighting to make sure that her daughter is protected because she does have a pre-existing condition. So she got all of her friends together, and they're pounding the pavement. And this is the first time they've become politically active this midterm year. So see what they had to say about health care and why it's so important to them. Just from a show of hands, how many of you would say health care is one of the most important issues to you in this election? All of you. My daughter was diagnosed with melanoma at seven. One year after the ACA. Sorry. No, don't. And it was life-changing what the ACA did for us. Every single thing in my life right now is fighting to make sure that she keeps insurance. Because not only will it affect her health care, it will affect her financial security for the rest of her life. Heather, on, from a Republican standpoint, how do you feel about affordable health care? I think it's a necessity. I think that there are things that need to be changed about it. How many of you were politically active before this midterm year? None of you? No. So this is the first time you became politically involved? Yes. Mm -hmm. Stephanie, we spoke to Ella yesterday, and she said, look, while most 14-year-old girls are worried about their prom date or their geometry test, I have to worry about having a pre-existing condition. And to show you just how important health care is on the battle, 50% of Democratic ads across the country have featured health care in some form, and that goes for also those Democrats who are running at the top of the ticket here in Ohio. So anybody can guess why that pissed me off? <laughs> uh, yeah, when your your daughter had a pre-existing condition and the ACA changed your life, now you see how much you have to worry. But before, uh, I, I don't know, did I mishear that? She She's a Republican. 
Why the hell are you a Republican? Republicans have never done a single thing to help average people of this country. In fact, they've done nothing but turn you into a fool. Make your life. You got a, You have sleepless nights? Thank the Republicans. That's what she says. I can't sleep at night. I have to worry about this. Why are you voting Republican? The reddest state in the in the country, they said, or something? Or the reddest part of the state or whatever. It's Ohio. So why are you voting Republican? Now they care about pre-existing conditions. Well, my mother has a pre-existing. My mother got sick and now she's, I got to worry about her. Well, why don't you worry about all of us, asshole? Because we're in this together. I worry about you when I don't have children, but I worry about the kids. I pay my taxes gladly to send children to school because I don't want to live in a village of idiots with Republicans. But I, I, I don't understand how it only matters if something affects you directly. But everybody else, for years, who died prematurely, the, the 4,000, uh, 4, what was it, uh, 45,000 a year or something like that, or 35,000 a year, died needlessly, unnecessarily, because of lack of access to care. This was the pre-ACA, over a million a year, declaring the uniquely American medical bankruptcy, which is disgusting. What a vile thing to have to deal with. Medical bankruptcy? You got to worry. Not only do you have to fight for your life, now you got to worry about de- uh, bills and, and declaring bankruptcy because these ghouls block you from having uh, another breath, another life, another walk with your loved ones, another Christmas, another holiday, another whatever the hell, another trip to the movies, another, uh, you know, another laugh with your friends. Because these scumbags, these filthy, filthy scumbags who sit around and come up with ways to make us have a, a harder life, to make us stupider, to, to separate us from our government, to, to separate us from the truth by killing those that tell it. The, and they're going to, uh, you know, that's their best friends. You don't know people by the company they keep. If you're best friends with a goddamn butcher who kills journalists, then who are you? You're, you're a vile, un-American scum. You're fascist scum. So um, th- I was thinking this week, too, that, uh, so that's what really pissed me off, these women. Th- and why doesn't the media, that's, a, that's what I was thinking, why don't they say that to them? Why is it does that all of the sudden your eyes are open when something affects you directly? Didn't you ever think that other people might ne- be in the same boat? Uh, and that maybe we protect each other because we might need it, too. Uh, the safety net, the the uh whatever condition of worker safety uh retirement security social security whatever it is uh maybe you don't know what's going to happen that's the nature of life and that's the nature of health one day you're healthy next day you're not you don't know what happens you you don't know it, it that's uh why we should really care about each other but um, for why I, I'd have a lot more respect for them if they said I used to be Republican, but I realized that you know what 
something could happen to any of us. And now my, my, my mission in life is to uh, fight for pre-existing conditions or whatever. Just fight for Medicare for all. F this pre-existing condition crap. Because right now in Texas, that's what they're doing. They're trying to uh, – that's why uh, Trump is a liar. They're just so full of shit that they're actually trying to uh, roll back pre-existing condi- conditions protections. And all over the country, Republicans are doing this. But the Republican, but he's up there talking about protecting their pre-existing condition coverage. But how could you protect that when you're doing nothing but trying to? And in fact, even Paul Ryan said recently what he wanted to do was bring back the 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 the, the kind of system we had before that made Obamacare a necessity. If if it was working before then why would we need to revamp it? And and that's how you know Republicans are nothing but in the pocket. They're not not representing the people because if they were, why would they fight for a system that that costs twice as much as the next most expensive system and leaves millions of people out, right? But instead of fighting for a system that's cheaper. You know, these fiscal Republicans, these conservatives, they're such, they, you would think they would want to conserve. No, but they, they want to funnel more money to the top. They don't give a shit who dies. And, uh, but you would think that they would, uh, you know, you would think, right? What am I talking about? I, I know them by their fruits. It doesn't matter what they say. So Donald Trump, he, he releases a, a uh, this this pack of lies and what does the you what does USA Today do do it publishes it not just as is and when they got a backlash that's why they they apparently the next day or something or two days later they published a uh, a, rea- a uh, some kind of piece that supposedly went through it and debunked it or whatever. But um, it was only because they people picked up on it. It was like, what is this pack of lies here? What is this bullshit? But instead of the instead of publishing the story they should have published, instead of being good little Nazis as they were, and just publish this piece of fiction without with uh, with nothing, uh, they should have said. Uh, the the so-called president of the United States, a traitor, a tax dodger, a grifter, uh, a bloody sycophant of the world's worst dictators, just sent us a, a pack of lies and wants us to print it. And you wouldn't believe what's in it. It's nothing but a lie, uh, a sentence. And here's what he wanted us to post. That's what would have been true journalism instead of you don't, uh, just pu- publishing this pack of lies with no explanation. Here you go, assholes. Eat up. Eat up, dum-dums. What, now go watch Fox News and vote for Republicans, even though your daughter has a pre-existing condition and it keeps you up at night. You stupid. St- this is what, how, how it is with fascism, right? It's, there is no currency in truth. They, uh, that's what the fascists do. It doesn't matter what the reality is. They make their own reality. And we're looking at it right here. The fact that there was a backlash, that's a good sign. So we need to keep that going and keep right to the polls to turn it around. Because they're in, the, in every Republican chest. 
is the beating heart of fascism. And I will say it all the time. And, you know, F Godwin's law. Godwin's law is bullshit. We have, there are children of Nazis, of former Nazis that are still alive. There's, uh, Gore, uh, Ed, Edna Goring, uh, is still alive. She's like 80 years old. So why do you, what, what makes us think that, um, somehow we've evolved past that, that, that human heart, that darkness in the human heart that allowed fascism to sweep across Europe and the atrocities that they committed, ordinary people. So now I was, when I wrote that article about Mitch McConnell and Christopher Browning, the historian, the World War II historian said that Mitch McConnell is the grave digger of American democracy. I, when I was reading that article that, I mean, the, uh, the, what he had said, what Christopher Browning had said in the New York review of books, I, um, one of the books that it mentioned that Christopher Browning wrote is called ordinary men. And I read that book this week. Uh, and it, it really ch- chilled me talking about being uh, chilling things, uh, because it, this book is about the um, a reserve police force in Poland that was tasked with carrying out the murders of Jews, the roundup and murders of Jews. These were ordinary people, right? They weren't the SS. They weren't Nazis. They didn't take, you know, they they weren't in the party. They were they were given orders and they went out and they carried them out and they killed. Men, women, children, infants, babies, right? They, uh, with the justification that they, well, they killed the mother, so now I got to kill the baby because the baby can't grow up without a mother, right? That's what they would tell themselves. And they, they had a lot of uh, adverse reactions. And the higher-ups would say, well, you know what we'll do is we'll have um, a, a dance at night. So at night they would... Make sure you entertain them so in the day they carry out these atrocities. And at night you just uh, bring them to a dance and give them a lot of liquor so they could forget, right? And that's what, the, that's what they did. But they were just following orders. And they, um, the, uh, you know, to them, these, the Jews were nothing. They were no, uh, at, at this point, they were so propagandized to believe that, Jewish people were not human, that they were able to do this. And it seems unfathomable, I can't talk to me or to normal people, but that's, that's uh, what people are capable of. We're not only capable of great things, we're capable of evil, such evil, and justifying it. And a lot of uh, the men were... They were messed up and damaged or whatever. Well, that goes to show you that we're, we're, not, uh, um, we're not meant to do such harm to each other. Because if that was the case, we wouldn't have such adverse effects. When I always say, because people always talk about uh, the soldiers with PTSD, and that goes, that goes to show me that we're not meant, even though we are very warlike and violent and stupid, but if if that were the case, if it were the case that we were meant to harm each other so much, why are why are there such dire psychological consequences when we do? It it says to me that we're not meant to harm each other. We're meant to help each other. 
and when you help each other, the, the, the brain, the, the goddess of nature plugged in our brains that when you, uh, when you do something for somebody, when you give something, you get the same chemical reaction in your brain as when you receive something. So it's the same thing. So when you're giving to somebody, when you help somebody, you help yourself. Just the same way when you hurt somebody, you hurt yourself. So that's why when this woman is talking about her own, yes, you're, that's your daughter, but guess what? There are a lot of daughters out there and sons and fathers and brothers and aunts and uncles who died in that 45,000 st- uh, a year statistic that had pre-existing conditions and didn't have access to care because of the filthy Republicans you helped propel to power. And they don't even represent the majority of the people. So if Republicans truly loved democracy and loved America, they, would, they really should know their place. They'd be working for the, best, for the best outcome for all of us. But what they're doing is dividing and conquering. And so when I, when I read this book, Ordinary Men, and uh, the, the full title is uh, Ordinary Men, Reserve Police Battalion 101 and the Final Solution in Poland, I, I couldn't help but think about the Trump supporters, right? Because in, you know for a fact that given the right circumstances, they would be doing the same thing. And now Republicans are going, oh, Democrats are violent. They're, because why? We're not going to take your shit anymore? We're not going to sit and say when, the, when a fascist uh, slaps us, we're not, not going to say, oh, thank you, sir. Can I have another? This is how you fight fascism. You don't fight it with a strongly worded email. You get up and you fight them. I mean, well, we're not fighting in the streets, but this we have to fight in the polls and get our asses to the polls and fight their dirty tricks, you know? And, uh, so I want to play this one thing, you know, there's, uh, you want to talk about ugly. Now Trump talks about violence. All right. Here's Trump and violence. I certainly don't incite violence. Knock the crap out of him. Like to punch him in the face. I don't condone violence. And, uh, I don't talk about violence. I would have done well, but I would have been boom, boom, boom. I'll beat that. I don't know if I'll do the fighting myself or if other people will. Maybe he should have been roughed up because it was absolutely disgusting what he was doing. If you see somebody getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of him, would you? All right. And now uh, here's some of his supporters. Thank you. The safest place in the world to be is at a Trump rally. Obama doesn't need a vote. 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 Obama do
president has divided this country. So yeah. Yeah. Fuck that nigga. All right, we get the point. And it's going to be hard for people who, who are listening after the fact to hear that. You are that F that N word and F it and, F, you know, F, uh, you know, F word for gays. That was there was more coming up. But that's that's who they are. You don't don't you tell me uh, that they given the right circumstances that those people would not be carrying out the same atrocities. Now, we're Trump supporters are already carrying out atrocities in this country by putting babies in cages. They're just following orders and laughing at them. They and they think that this is okay. You, that to treat human beings that are seeking asylum in such a deplorable fashion, and I use that word deliberately because that they are deplorable. And if you think that that's that's something to be proud of, to be deplorable, when when history looks back on this time, the, it will not f- treat Trump uh, kindly. They he and his supporters will be reviled even more than we normal people revile them now. And we know that for a fact. And only if, though, honestly, there is a, uh, a caveat to that. If we get them out of power, they need to be a permanent minority party. The Republican Party is not meant to be a, uh, a governing party. They can't do it. They need, the, the time that Republicans long for, that when they this so-called country, this, well, well, we're so-called great, not so-called country. The when they say so-called great, what what was when the Republican Party had uh, they were in the minority for years for the for how many years? Were, I can't remember exactly. It was decades, forty years or something. The Republicans because they we had a country of citizens that understood who their friends were, who the Republicans represented. They had survived the first Republican Great Depression. They went to war against fascism. And they fought. They were the the greatest generation. Were socialists. They they voted for FDR's new New Deal in four landslide elections. So when I always say oh, they talk about the greatest generation, that's what they, they're talking about. Socialists that they the greatest generation. They had the GI Bill. They passed Medicare. They uh, and uh, free college, Social Security, unemployment insurance. That's when we have all of these. Social programs were implemented, the the Great Society, that's all from the greatest generation that the Republicans are want to repeal, want to attack, drag us back to the Gilded Age. Well, we're in the we're in the new Gilded Age. They want to take us straight past that, right to the Dark Ages, back to a feudal, a kind of corporate feudalism where everybody knows their place, where the rich run and own everything, and we are just out here fighting for the scraps. And uh, you don't have to look to uh, you know, very far or just look in their history books to see the world that they want to create. We've been there before. And like I said, it was called the Dark Ages. So let's not go back. And okay, so the show is going to end in like a minute. So... Thank you for hanging out and helping the show and helping RDT Daily. Please share share with your friends. Donate to RDT Daily, and I will give you a grab them by the midterms sticker, window cling, and a Q 
keep calm and join the resistance. I'll send you a bunch of them. And what else? Buy some shirts. Buy some. Well, this one is available. There's a bunch. A bunch of good stuff on there. Like, she got more votes. And uh, what else do I like? There's another one that says, uh, come and take it with a pencil instead of a gun. You know what I mean? That's the truth. So, um, mugs. And if you have any ideas of merchandise you'd like to see, send me a tweet. Tweet at me at Real Tara Devlin, and I'll see what I can do. All right? So give the show a review on iTunes, and please, uh, you know, get ready for the revolution. Remember to resist. Like I say every week, we stick together. We win. And we will win. Um, so my name is Tara Devlin. And thank you guys for hanging out. I'll see you next week.